Smartcast. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement. Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I had the opportunity of presenting special guest Fatima Lorene to the show today. International speaker, best-selling author, face reading intuitive, psychic, and spiritual mentor. With over 15 years of experience as a spiritual practitioner, our guest's passion and talents as a psychic and internationally recognized speaker have sought to inspire and educate others. Fatima offers mentorship programs, mediation circles, face reading school, and one-on-one sessions to all her clients throughout the world. Since an early age, Fatima knew she had an ancient ability that she was here to serve others in uncovering their true essence. Our guest uses a very unique technique called face reading as her guiding tool to help unveil her client's hidden traits. Hailing from Denmark, Fatima has made it her mission to educate others about themselves through her face reading techniques and abilities. With a degree in acupuncture, she's a master face reader trained by the esteemed Lillian Bridges, who provided our guest with an in-depth knowledge of this ancient Chinese technique. Through her efforts, Fatima provides a powerful ally for anyone undergoing significant change in their life. Her holistic practice also includes life coaching sessions, and life path sessions. You can find out more information about our guests on her website, FatimaLoreen.com, which will be in our show notes. And it's very exciting that we have an opportunity to talk to Fatima about her new book, A Seasonal Journey, which is coming out on December 11th in about a week or so. That'll be available on our guest website, and I'll make that available to everyone in our show notes as well. Welcome to the show, Fatima. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for coming on. I had the pleasure of being introduced to you through NFL legend Brett Lockett a couple of weeks ago. I just wanted to share with our audience that when we did our face reading, you and I basically got introduced to each other and we had a chance to talk to one another and you did your, your face reading technique on me personally. And I have to tell you, I've been blown away by that ever since. When you work with people and you have a chance to do this technique, What's been the most rewarding aspect of it for you as a spiritual practitioner? That's a really great question. And it's actually very simple because for me, when I do a face reading, what I'm actually doing is looking at the spirit. I'm looking at the light in the person. When I say something that resonates with that person, that spirit, this light pops out of them. And for me, that's everything. It, it makes me so happy in my heart when I see that light popping out. So I'm just like on fire when these things happen. After a face reading, my heart is just so filled with joy. If I look myself in the mirror, I'm, I'm sparkling. When I look at you and your light, my light turns on more. And then my light turns on, yours turns on. It's this really beautiful kind of conversation that happens. And it's filled with joy and, and light and love. And so that's actually the most rewarding thing when it's happening it's such a wonderful feeling like during the face reading, but also after, because it really gives me great purpose to, to work in this way. And it's very simple, but 
It's so beautiful. <laughs> I have to tell you, I'm going to share this with our audience. When we started talking, you and I were talking originally through Instagram, where you could record each other's voice and talk and leave those kind of voice memos to each other. And I was going to tell you, I was blown away when we first started talking because your voice, I read energy through words and spoken language, one of the things I do. And your voice just showed me, my spirit guides, you're destined for big things in your future. You have, you're only on the beginning of your path in your journey in terms of your ultimate destination and all the things you're doing. When I did actually start talking to you, I knew I wanted to have you on the show because I was fascinated by face reading. I feel like one of the things we need to do is help bring light to this world right now, that the world itself is in an abyss in certain ways through your clarity and reassurance and the ability that you have with your techniques. I feel it's so imperative to share your message with our audience because of a lot of us are looking for a purpose. A lot of yeah. us want just an understanding. And I feel like you offer that. And when we did our, our face reading session, I, I was intrigued by the fact that you were like looking at my ears. <laughs> and uh, that was the starting of the session. You're like, hey, let me, let me see a close up of your ears. I was like, I hope I clean those out okay. <laughs> I want to ask you, what does the ear show you when you start your session with somebody for face reading? The, the ears and the face, they resemble these uh, years that we have. I call them years of, of significance. So it's if you have a tree and you would slice it over, you would be able to tell how old the tree was. How was the life of the tree? Did it get enough water, enough light? Like what was going on in this tree's life? And it's the same in a face and with the ears. I'm looking at these years of significance to see what happened here of significance for this person. And sometimes it's trauma, but sometimes it's also really great things. And sometimes we're not, like if we're three years old and something wonderful happens, we don't know how to hold that energy. And so it can be cut off and create blockages later on in life. And so for me, it's really beautiful to see these years of significance because I can tune into that potential and explain what happened and why, but mostly I'm really good at seeing patterns. That's my thing. And so for me, seeing the pattern in that person's life and creating like a, a pearl necklace with all that gold and all that beauty and like show that to the person, see this is happening and this happened because of this and this. When that person understands like, oh, wow, they get this aha moment in their brain. So it's like something happens in the brain and it says, aha, like in cartoons, when you see the professor and he gets a great idea, this light bulb comes up. It's the same thing that happens in your brain. This light opens and that's what I call consciousness. And when a person feels that aha moment, that's consciousness hitting them. And that creates a ripple effect of other things in their lives. So for me, when I do a face reading, sometimes it's like I say some things and it just feels like, you tried it. It feels like we're just small talking a little bit. And sometimes, oh, wow, that's great. But when you look back, like in two years, you're going to see, oh my God, all these things happen by themselves. I didn't really do anything. And that's because I hit the spot of the year of significance and that ripple effect did the work for you. So I call it alchemy because it has that potential. It's like baking a cake. We want some water, we want some milk, we want some flour, we want to put it in the oven and give it some heat. And then you have a cake. We all have different recipes. And I love seeing what recipe that person has. And that's what I call patterns is to see that recipe and say, this is what you need in your life. Right now, you're currently in Denmark. Is that correct? That's correct. Where in Denmark are you located? I'm in Copenhagen, Denmark. I grew up here. I'm half Danish, half American. My mother came from New York. She met my father in Copenhagen and they, so I, I grew up here. It's a wonderful place to live. It's cold in the winter. It's a very small country, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's a privilege to live here because there, there is a lot of beauty here. The Nordic beauty. It's a wonderful country. How is Denmark? I know like when I first started doing the psychic stuff, it's actually almost 20 years ago because my grandfather mm -hmm. actually launched me indirectly without me realizing as a medium. I waited like 10 years to even acknowledge it within myself that I had this intuitive ability because in my own background, my family has some ability. We just never really disclosed it. It was one of those things you just kept quiet about it. I guess I remained in the spiritual closet for a good a number of years until life brought me under different circumstances. And next thing you know, I'm doing my own show and here we are. Did you have your own struggle internally with letting others know that you had these abilities and that you're embarking on this spiritual path and journey? Like, if you could share that with our audience, because I know there's a lot of people out there who listen to these shows and, and wonder within themselves, how would I ever tell somebody I'm intuitive? What would I do if I wanted to be 
telling others that I have this ability and helping others gain insight and, and clarity. It's something that for me fascinates me, uh, each individual story of for each of us where we overcome challenges to be able to be have the courage within ourselves to here we are. Mm. <laughs> I want to ask you about your own journey within yourself. The beautiful question, Jason. I love it because it's really important because I feel and I want to say, oh boy, yes, was it hard for me to step into that? Oh my God, it was so difficult for many reasons. But I will say like when I was eight years old, I had this sort of opening, you can call it. I, I thought I was an alien or something else. Like I didn't understand like what's going on. I'm not supposed to be here. I feel wrong. I feel different. I'm I, this can't be my family. What's going on here? And I I prayed to whatever I thought was the highest. So let's call it God. And I was like, please let me know what the heck is going on here because this is wrong. You placed me somewhere wrong. This is a mistake. I was hit by this flash and I saw this film in front of me showing me how I was going to be helping people back into the hearts and teaching them their own magic because we all have it inside. And I was told that many people have forgotten that. And it's my job to help them. And I was like eight years old and I was like freaking out. And I was like, I can't do that. I'm just eight. And they're like, ah, ha, ha. don't worry. It's going to be when you're like in your 40s. I'm 44 now. And <laughs> yeah. And so I forgot that. My, and some years later, my mother died when I was 11, tragically by cancer. And it was like life happened. I I needed to experience life. I needed to experience what it is to be human and to experience pain and not let pain shut me down. And I learned many things and had to go up and down the mountain and through all this transformation. And I, I became a makeup artist. I really love working with people. I was a makeup artist working in the film industry. And it was a great job, but it was also very stressful because I was so sensitive. So I would be healing people as I was doing their makeup and it was like double work. So I found out I, I had it to change the way I worked and I became a Reiki healer and that was fine, but it, it still wasn't enough for me, but I didn't know what is it I'm searching or what am I doing? And I think in my late twenties, I, one night I just fainted. I just fell down. I fainted. I was completely gone, complete blackout. And I woke up and I heard this woman scream, like this sort of scream that came from earth or something. It was like, it was so severe, this scream. And I woke up and I was like, who's screaming? And it was me. And I was just like, oh my God, what is going on here? This is so crazy. This is, am I becoming crazy? What's going on here? When I came back, of course, I went to the hospital and everything was checked and I was fine. And I found out that I had a burnout and I couldn't sleep. Like I had insomnia. I couldn't sleep. It was just like, it was a nightmare. I felt like my body was a prison and I couldn't, I like every time I'd fall asleep, I would wake up again. Like I'd sleep, fall asleep and wake up. Like it was so like, it was like torture. And one night I just, I prayed to God and I was just like, you have to let me sleep now. I will do whatever you tell me to do. I will follow my intuition. I will do I will do it now. I'm in. I know that happened when I was eight and I'll do it. <laughs> that was my little thing. And then I fell asleep. And next morning I woke up and I was like, oh, <laughs> I have to keep my my. And I moved to Berlin in, in shortly after that three months. And I went on this soul search of like, how am I going to do this? Because I have to step into something. I don't know what my abilities are. I don't know what is it I'm supposed to do. Like, I'm just a makeup artist. No, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I just followed my intuition and my feelings. And suddenly one day I found out that there's, there's this thing called cosmetic acupuncture, like for wrinkles and stuff like that. And I was a makeup artist. And I was like, okay, that's like in my line. I, I can work with that. And I I came back to Copenhagen and I started this acupuncture at this acupuncture school. And it took me about three years to do that training, knowing the body, knowing what chi, the energy, the life force energy is, all of these things. And so I knew a lot about the body at that point. And I, I was almost finished. I had like one last teacher coming in as a guest teacher. And Lillian Bridges, my teacher, steps in and she starts talking about the face. And I'm just like, I'm completely blown away. 
And I was like, oh my God, like I thought I was done. And this is, I could just feel my energy. My heart was just like, it was just like, this is what I have to do. This is my path. And I was married at that time. And I came home and I told my husband, I'm so sorry. Like, I know that I was supposed to be done with the education stuff now, but I have to pursue this. I, and he was like, okay. <laughs> and then I, I trained to be the master face reader. And it was just a beautiful thing because when I was training this, it was like I knew everything all along, but I was relearning the things. And the more I was in that energy of the schooling and I went to different meditation courses and different spiritual teachers, the more I learned, the more it was like I already knew it. And so it was this thing, like every time I came somewhere, I was like, I already know this stuff. It's weird. And it wasn't like me being snobbish or egocentrical. Oh, I'm so clever. It wasn't that way. It was just like I was unpeeling something. And so I, I had sessions with people doing face readings and people were really happy and word of mouth. Like so many people were coming, like I was fully booked and everything. And it was like suddenly I could feel like, okay, now the next step is coming. And it's like that. It's like step by step. You, you step into it slowly by coming into communities by knowing people, talking to spiritual teachers, all these things. And one day my my friend asked me, she had this yoga studio and she was like, she had a school where she was teaching other students to become yoga teachers. And she asked me, oh, can you could just come in and, and, and talk a little bit about the face reading? And I was like, oh, sure, I could do that. And I come in and I, I start teaching and it's just so much fun. And I'm just like, why do I know like how to teach? I don't know that. Like I was never trained to teach and it was so much fun. And all the students were having a, a blast. And when I came back home, I was like, oh my goodness, like I have, I think I have to teach, but it was embarrassing in a way. Or like, who am I to say that I'm a teacher? Like, who am I to say that? And I sat down and I, I was doing my meditation and suddenly it occurred to me that all my ancestors were teachers and they were like poking me on the back. Like, come on, you have to teach. And so every time I teach, it's like I'm tapping into their energy. I'm channeling their skills. It's not my skill. I'm, I'm just using their skills that they learned while they were on earth. And so that's how I see what I do is I'm using my ancestors' talents for my abilities to help people come into their true path, come into the heart, turn on that light and be who you are. And just overcome fear of what other people think. Um, and sometimes we need to take small steps before we feel we have a secure sort of ground for that. And I think sometimes that is the best way because sometimes if we take two big steps, it's like we we get scattered a little bit. So I like doing the small steps and feeling, okay, I can do this. And then a little step again, I can do that. And suddenly you're just walking your path and you don't even think about it. It just happens. So I think that's a little bit about my story and how I overcame it. I want to just add that, of course, there was a lot of fear. Like when I had to step into saying, I'm a face reader, I like holistic stuff. I like clairvoyance channeling. I, I like all of that stuff. And I believe it, right? Because people would ask me, do you really believe that stuff? And in the beginning, I was shy. Like, I don't know. And I was not really answer. And now when people ask me, do you really believe that? I'm like, Oh yeah, I believe it so much. It's so good. Like I, I I own it. I really believe it so much. And I think when I believe that and I feel secure in that, it also gives, I think, the person that asks, like, oh, okay, fair enough. Like you believe that. That's great for you. <laughs> you don't have to believe what I believe in. But I think when a person really believes in what they do, it just gives more power. I love the way you just expressed that and the way you shared that. And first off, my condolences about your mom. And, and that's tragic at any age. I'd like to say this, as you were talking, I feel like she's extremely proud of you. And I wouldn't doubt if she doesn't come to you in dreams and visit you and try to reassure you through all the years that you've since endured without her. But I also know she's very strongly involved in your practice. I felt that energy as you're sharing things. I know it's from her side of family. Probably you get these gifts yeah. and abilities like my mom with me, with my mm -hmm. grandparents and stuff. Uh, I have to tell you that the things that you are experiencing and the things you've already experienced are not nothing but fuel to galvanize mm -hmm. you, heading next in the direction of where you're going. 
to help and enlighten so many others. That's what I really feel very strongly is your mission. You're here to inspire, enlighten. And and I feel like in a past life, you probably did the same thing. You probably brought a lot of light as a light worker. I think I mentioned that to you when we talked privately before we did this, that Mm -hmm. as a light worker, you bring light to so many others. And even if we have to go through struggle and loss and and adversity, all those lessons we learn, we become wiser and Mm -hmm. we incorporate that into our spiritual practice so that others who come to us for counseling, and as I say counseling, I don't mean mental health counseling, spiritual counseling and and the ability that we do what we do. I have to say, it, it blows my mind how amazing your energy is and the things that you are accomplishing. While we're talking about spiritual things, you could t- probably tell <laughs> I get charged. I feel very, it's like almost like going to the gym and getting the endorphins where you can just power up and, and enjoy the, the process. And I could be intoxicated by your amazing spiritual energy right now, just telling you that because I know that going forward, the things that you have going up, coming up for you the next year or two, everything you've done in the past is going to put you right at the right place at the right time kind of thing. So with synchronicity and everything else, I feel like 2024, 2025 for you are transformative in the alchemy kind of way for yourself, where you're expanding yourself outside of your, your, you know, your jurisdiction into other areas. When you look at your journey and the things that you've gone through and the things that are coming up for yourself, what has guided you the most when you've had obstacles, setbacks, or delays? We all deal with those. But what have you yeah. felt kept you going to overcome these things? It's a super good question. I think it's changed because in I remember, I want to say, first of all, I actually really use my pain as fuel. So the things that you were saying, it's totally true because I really use pain as fuel, like this hurts, I'm going to use this for something. I'm not going to turn this into a dark stone cold heart. I'm going to use it. And so I really use pain as fuel. And I have experienced lots of pain, lots of trauma in so many different ways. And I think in the olden days, I would have felt very sorry for myself. Like, why me? Why is this happening to me? Like me again, this stuff again, like all that. And it would just make me heavier and heavier because I felt sorry for myself. But I will say like one of the the huge traumas in my life when my mother died, I was 10, almost 11. And I didn't understand like, why is this happening? I'm just a little girl. Why is this happening to me? Like, and something inside of me just knew you have to use this for something. It's not happening just like for the fun of it or to tease you. It's happening because you have to learn something. And even though it was really painful, I've always known I have to use this for purpose. Otherwise, it just doesn't make sense. Like it can't make sense in other ways than using this for something. I just didn't know what. And I think I've actually brought that with me. And I don't know if that's like previous life wisdom or whatever that is, because how does a 10, 11 year old girl know that? Like, how does she know you're supposed to use this for something? But I just knew that in my heart. And I've had like ups and downs in my life. And and I still feel sorry for myself sometimes. I'm totally guilty. But I think what I do is when I feel sorry for myself, I give myself like two to five minutes to really dig in. And I hear some like really sad classical opera music or something. And I cry a lot and I become very theatrical, really sorry, all that stuff. And I get it out of my system. And like, okay, enough of that. What are we going to do? What do we do from here? And then I lift myself from there. So I don't deny myself that feeling because you can't push away your feelings. So I give myself permission for a short while to feel sorry for myself. And then it's up again. How are we going to use this? What can we do? What do I love? How can I lift my frequency? So I have all these rituals I do to lift my frequency. Sometimes it's like during uh, it's sports, like really getting the body like strong and sweaty and like really using the body. Other times it's going to be having a beautiful fizzy drink or something that tastes really good. Um, It could be music. I really love music as like, I can be very sad and listen to a really beautiful tune and my heart is just open again. So music really gets me out of that state. So I do these different rituals to move through energy. I'm a very emotional person. And I love my emotions. Sometimes they take me 
weird places, I was going to say, but also they, they give me wisdom. So I always look at patterns. Where is this coming from? Why am I sad? What's going on? What's this pattern happening? And how can I go back somewhere in my life and see where this started and use it for something? I want to use it for my own life. And I want to teach other people how to use this stuff because bad stuff isn't happening to tease you. It's happening to evolve you. It's happening to let you grow. And we don't grow in like growth is it's painful. It's like if, if you're, you know, a teenager and your bones are growing, it hurts. If, if you break your leg, it's going to hurt when it grows together. And it's the same on a spiritual path. It hurts to grow. You, you don't expand in just like, oh, everything is fine. You only expand in pain. And when things are hurting, that's the expansion part. And we have to be able to stay there because that's power. And I think I've met, probably haven't mastered it 100%, but somewhat I've mastered staying in pain with an open heart. And so I often meditate on that. If something is going on in my life, I will meditate on where is this painful in my body physically? Like where do I feel it? It could be in my little finger, it could be in my, in my spine, it could be my foot, anywhere. I'm going to go in there, I'm going to feel that pain and I'm going to breathe into it. And I'm going to say to it, I've got you. And I know that this is growth and we're going to do something great with this. But right now I'm just going to feel you and you're going to show me where we're going. So I use my physical body a lot to show me what's going on here. And when I do that, I, I automatically lift my frequency. I automatically come into uh, something that lifts me. And then I move through that. And uh, at some point, suddenly again, it's lifting me. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's what I needed it for. I get a great idea or I meet you and we have this conversation or anything. Yesterday, I found some money on the street. So I do wins. I do the win game. I, I like feeling like, oh, this is great. And I celebrate very small things. So it was like a dollar or something I found on, on the street. So it's, it's not a lot of money. But for me, when I tell the universe, I'm feeling good and I'm winning. And I just found this is wonderful, like a child. And I know you have that childish energy also. And that's what I love so much about you. And that's, I think, also where we connect because we have that childish energy and our angels speak that language. They're like children. So they like that childish. Sometimes I think people on a spiritual path become too serious. So we have to become children again. And I see it as Cosmos is our father and Mother Earth is our mother. And we're children of these two uh, energies. And we have to play in that energy. So I like playing playing games and like win games. I found like a dollar or a dime or whatever it is. And uh, it could be anything. And I, I like having that creativity that lifts my energy. And I think we're all different. So whatever is playful for a person is unique. But uh, being silly, laughing, telling jokes, being a big kid. <laughs> I love that. I always tell people all the time when I had my cancer a couple of years ago, I learned how to tap into my inner child. And I have like close friends of my mine who are very spiritual people that had kind of fuel that. And when mm -hmm. so you're talking about music, I'm thinking to myself, during the pandemic, when we were all locked down and everything. And I remember blasting my music and my birds. I have two parrots. Animals respond to music in a healing way. The beat of the music is so therapeutic that for me, when I have a down moment, or even when I have, sometimes I have a high moment where I'm really excited about something and I have so much energy that I have to go for a walk and do a walking meditation to music outside. Because for mm -hmm. me, music is so healing to the soul on every level there is. So when you were mentioning moving through energy and utilizing music in your own way to tap into your own uh, inner child. I can completely connect to that and understand that. I think mm -hmm. it's beautiful that you can do it in such a way where you know that you're letting go of the insecurities that we all deal with. Right? We're all insecure people, no matter how successful people on the outside might attribute to ourselves. We're insecure. I think we're all like eight-year-olds inside ourselves or I can tell you that I feel it very strongly when I meet somebody who's well in, in tapped with their inner child, that chemistry, just the connection just resonates, right? Where if someone's yeah. closed off, it's so much more challenging to reach that person. You got to try to remind everyone in this audience that's listening to us right now, tap into your inner child today, do something yeah. for yourself, right? Do something that inspires you to really let out that energy and enjoy yourself. And, and create, creativity is such a powerful thing. You think of the big bang of the universe. Everything yeah. was created at some point. So mm -hmm. if we can use 
our own spiritual alchemy within ourselves and create something that helps others and helps ourselves in the same process. I feel like that's just a win for all people involved. When you're looking back at your own personal journey with spirituality, have you ever had a moment where you feel like you, you still have a lot more to learn? You've gained a lot of knowledge already that you just sit back and you smile for a minute and reflect and say, the self-realization, I've come a long way. Not only have I overcome all these obstacles, but I've come a long way in my own spiritual practice for myself where I'm confident I can talk about this stuff on a podcast. I can put myself out there on a website. I can write a book. I could be a best-selling author. I could be a speaker about it. And all these things, has that ever resonated with you when you think about it and point of reflection, looking back on things like, wow, 10 years ago, I was doing acupuncture or 15 years ago, I was doing this and look at what I'm doing right now. Yeah, I think about it all the time and and I'm really grateful because I feel very lucky. I I feel really blessed that people want to listen to me because I'm just a regular person, right? (laughs) So for me... I really feel blessed when I get to share some of these things. But also for me, I just love having these conversations. I I love using my time, like using my time with you right now. It's so beautiful for me. And whether it's a face reading where I'm getting paid or I'm doing this or I'm writing a book, like I feel very blessed. How lucky am I that I get to sit and meditate? Like I wake up in the morning and I have time for that. that's really lucky. So I feel very lucky in very many aspects of my life. And I I think that's also what just brings more of that stuff. And yeah, I do. I do think about it. Yeah, exactly. It is. I I do definitely think about that. I really tapping into the past and also into the future because sometimes it's fun for me. And that's one of my games that I play is like, when I'm an old lady, I'm doing this now. What's it going to be like when I'm an old lady, like a raisin, like really old lady no teeth? Like, how am I going to be? Like, what am I going to be doing? And I like having this imagination around, like, oh, that would be really wonderful. Like being a really old lady and people would knock on my door and I would face read them with three words. And then they would go again because I was so wise that I, I could just say three words like an Taoistic old woman (laughs) in a weird little house. Like sometimes I have these funny thoughts. I like thinking these things because for me, it's fun. And other times I'll think, oh my God, maybe I'll have a house like in Hawaii and walk on the beach and have all of these people around me. And I'll have these sort of, I'll, I'll have these fantasy things going on in my mind and it's fun. So I guess it's, like manifesting something, but it's also me having fun with it, not saying, oh, it has to be only in that way. It's just fun thinking about the future sometimes. And I also do that with the past sometimes. Like I'll go back. I'm a time traveler. So I like going back and forth in time and working with the energies. So sometimes if I'm having a hard time now, and I'm 44 now, I'll go in two years forward and I'll say, okay, when I'm 46, how am I feeling? I'm feeling good. Everything is everything is settled. I feel so great. I have all the money I need. I have this and that. Okay, I'm going to tap into that feeling. And I tap into that feeling 46, and I bring that energy back to 44. And in that way, I'm actually time traveling back and forth in time to bring that settled energy. If I'm feel, feeling unsettled or worried or something, I'll bring that settled energy from the future. And so sometimes I'm sitting here as 44 and thinking, maybe I actually did that when I was 13. I was actually, when I was 40, going back to 13 and talking to myself or healing something in myself. So I like working with time in that way as a healing aspect, not getting too square about time. And so that's one of the things that I I really, that's my own little magical world that I like working with. And I also use it in my face readings. I do uh, what I call time travel, where we go back in time and go through some of the, th- the things or the stuff or the trauma that happened in the person's life. And we work with healing some of that stuff. So it's not blocking your path now, but it opening it more, right? So, so as you're saying that, I remember the time travel thing because we did that as part of our face reading session with each other. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was blown away by that because my take on it, I've done a little astral projection when I meditate or I'll, I'll do visualizations. And I believe very strongly like my own abilities that I can visualize certain things and, and tap into 
collective energies or whatever you want to call it. But <laughs> when you do it in the way that you did it with me, how did you first discover that you can do the time travel technique as part of your healing process to help others? I have no idea, Jason. It just happened. That's the thing. When you start unpeeling and uncovering your past, sometimes stuff just opens up. And it's like I work a lot with ancestor energy also. And I, I went on a like a pilgrimage. There's actually a city in uh, Portugal near Lisbon that's called Fatima. And it, it's like a spiritual city, a very holy place. And I was like, my name is Fatima. I have to go there. That's I need to go there. So I went there and I was there for like five days meditating and being in that energy. And I was meditating and suddenly this knowledge came. I, I guess it was like a channeling session where I channel like how to work with the ancestors in a certain way where you tap into these layers and you pull all the talents from them into you and you start using that on your path. So I, I did that. And I don't know where that came from. Like maybe it's my angels, maybe it's my mother, maybe it's a mix. I don't know, maybe it's previous life stuff. It doesn't really matter. But what matters is that it comes out and I can help people with their past. And it's the same with the time traveling because I didn't know I could do that. And I do it in a very down-to-earth way. It's pretty simple what I do, but I'm there with you. And I truly feel I'm there and I believe I'm there. And that's why I'm there. And so it just opened, I think, because I, I was doing a little bit and a little more and a little more and a little more. And suddenly it was just like, oh, I could just go all the way back and we could do all this stuff and work with it. And I just see the results are really good. And when I see good results, I keep doing it. I'm a perfectionist. And that's why I love face reading, because I can see if I'm saying something that's not correct for the person, if they don't feel seen, I can see that they don't feel seen. And then I know my bad. I said something that wasn't correct. Let's go back. So I double check myself all the time. I double check myself in many different ways through the ancestors that I see in a person, through the time in their life, through their soul, the, the spark that comes out of them. I'll double check all the time and see, does it resonate? Does, does the puzzle fit with what I'm seeing so that I'm just not blabbering and saying something that sounds great, but I'm double checking myself like in so many different ways so that I, I, I get the information out correct for the person. And so that the most important is that the person that I'm working with, that they feel seen. That's my thing. And I'll tell you this, one of the traumas of my life is I didn't feel seen. And your potential is always going to be the opposite. So that's my path. It's to see people deeply. That's what I'm here for. And the trauma that I had to experience was not being seen. Because otherwise, I wouldn't be good at seeing people because I would just think I was seeing people, but they weren't really feeling seen. But because I'm traumatized in that area, I know if I'm not doing a good job. I, I feel it so specifically when that peace is met and I see that person deeply and I can feel that they feel seen. I can just feel the energy. It's just so, it's like, I, there's no doubt. And so for those that are listening now, look at the trauma that you have. And you have to flip the coin. That's the alchemy. It's a two-sided coin. You have trauma on one side and potential on the other. It's actually the same energy. All you're doing is making the minus energy, the trauma, into plus energy. That's the alchemy. So my trauma is not being seen. Other side of the coin is to see people. And so it's actually really simple to work with trauma in that way. Because when I start working with seeing people, my spirit guides, the universe, everything is lining up. because. I'm doing me a lot, right? And when I'm doing that in a positive way, the path opens. And it's like that for every person. I'm not special there. It, every person is going to be like that. So I love yeah. the way you tied trauma into this because I just started my own healing journey a few months ago, doing counseling, better help, just, just bettering myself and addressing things within myself. And one of the things I learned that I wasn't paying attention to was that I had early childhood trauma that resonates even throughout my life now and that there's things that in my adult relationships with friends and family and people in my life for example like you mentioned the the trauma associated with not being seen my trauma mm -hmm. is being left behind i've had my whole life people leave me behind and not intentionally maybe we grow apart or people will move on whatever it is and as a child i came from a single parent family so i was in the room with a lot of people but never heard or like those kind of things. And I think as an adult, that trauma and working through that healing journey that I'm on right now, I'm still on it. We're all on our healing journeys until the 
we ascend. I find that what I really connect with what you're saying about being able to tap into your trauma and using it in a way that you can fuel the alchemy of it, the, the change. So if I look yeah. at myself on the coin and I think of myself as that five-year-old child who sits there alone and wonders why I'm being ignored by my grandmother or why am I being ignored by this one or that one in a single parent family with everyone's trying to do what they need to do to survive, basically. I realize now in my 40s that I can heal that side of myself and I don't have to feel insecure internally or get triggered. Being triggered is like autopilot to me. When I got mm-hmm. I get triggered by something, like being ghosted a couple of years ago, I mentioned that to you during my session with you, that triggered all this trauma from my early childhood coming back when you realize that you're trying to c- combat that. So my healing journey really reflects what you're talking about, the alchemy of it. And I believe very strongly you were placed on my path to help me on that next step of the road. Our audience is listening to this right now, and there's people who deal with trauma, and there's different levels of trauma we all go through. What recommendation would you make to someone listening to this episode, how they should work through their own trauma to to, to switch it, flip it, to grow and, and transform themselves? It's a wonderful question. I if, if I can just say, I just want to do a little quick comment on what you were saying before, because that gave me like 10,000 questions for you, and I'm not going to ask them, but I just want to say that the trauma that you had with being ignored, what you're doing is you're flipping the coin and you're a very including person and you're doing a podcast. You're including people all the time, bringing them in. So you're actually working with that energy. That's It's so natural for you because it was so hard, but you're a very including person. So you, you're actually already, you already flipped the coin. You're doing it. And what I want to say also is to your question, when we are triggered, that's trauma coming up to show you the other side of the coin. So what I do when trauma hits me or I'm triggered in some way, or I feel like I'm ghosted, whatever happens, then I'm like, where's this hurting? What's it triggering? What does it have something to do with? Is it not being seen? Is it being ignored? What is it? And how can I flip it? How can I change, use the same energy, but in a positive way? So for example, if it was being ignored, do a podcast, include people, include myself. If it's not being seen, how can I see myself? How can I see others? So it's all the time looking at the opposite side of it because that's the antidote. To answer your question, I want to say that there is a very specific age that we want to look at, and it's the year three. That's because when you're born, you're a little baby, you look cute, baby, you can't do anything, right? You're just laying there and your mom's giving you food and taking care of you. When you're about one, you maybe learn to speak a little bit, walk a little bit, two, getting better. When you're three, you can probably, most people can walk and talk. And if you're hungry, you could just grab an apple from the table and you can open the door and go out on the playground if you wanted. Like, you, you know what you're doing there, but your ego hasn't, <laughs> the ego hasn't landed yet. By that time, when you're three, the ego isn't really there. Like, you're not thinking, like, how do I look? How do I sound? Like, you're not really thinking about your appearance in that way. So, year three is very magical because what you can do is you can look at that year three or four and ask yourself, what did I do when I was three and four? What did I play? What did I do? Can I do more of that today? So, go back, find pictures, hang them up on your wall connect to that little person again and ask yourself and even ask for dreams, ask your guides for dreams, because that's a magical age where stuff happened, where you were very open. You were just yourself. You weren't thinking like, oh, I can't do that. Like, I love seeing little kids like three, four years old. They'll wear crowns and I'm the king and I'm the queen. Like, they're not embarrassed. They're feeling great. They're not embarrassed to say I'm king. And they're Imagine friendly. They- and they're friendly. Three-year-olds are very friendly when they they don't say hi to everybody. They don't have fears or any of that kind of stuff. They don't. If they don't want to say hi, they don't say hi. If they do. The very It's a very pure age. So that's a magical age to work with, trauma or not. But working with that age, bringing out that playfulness, because your spirit is the same when you were born, when you were one, you went two, three, four, and now. It's the same spirit. It hasn't aged. It's just your body that's aged. So maybe you can't jump for 10 hours a day now when you're 44, 48. Maybe you can't do that. Maybe we can, but people will probably look at us like, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Who cares? (laughs) And Maybe I'd be a little bit tired or something, but you want to look at the essence of what did I place? 
this is what I work. I do two different types of readings. I do the face reading one, which is working with the face. And then I do the face reading two afterwards, which is also working with the face, but also alchemy. And there's like five points in this. And I'm going to give you some of them today because I think it'll help a lot of people. So what you want to do is what did I used to play? How can I do some of that today? So one of my favorite games or things to do when I was a child was to wake up in the morning, put my clothes on and go out on the playground and see who's there. Who can I play with? That was really what I loved. to. I thought it was so much fun. I was so excited every morning. Who's going to be out there? And so for me, when I'm sitting with you here, Jason, this is my playground time. I'm like, oh, we can play. We're talking. Yeah. That's the, that's, it's the same energy for me. Exactly the same. I'm just grown up now and I'm not using my body in, in so many different ways. I'm just sitting here having a conversation, but the energy is the same. So you want to look at the energy. You want to look at what was it? Was it social games? Was it alone time games? Was it doing like Lego, like mathematical stuff? Was it more like creative with the hands? What, what was I doing? And can I do more of that today? Because that's going to bring you into your path because that is your path. Your soul is your path. Uh, so that's one of the things that we could do. The other things regarding the question that you actually asked me is how do we work with trauma? What I would do is the best thing is actually to get a face reader to look at your ears because we have on the left side of the ears, it's actually opposite from men and women. But one of the ears is from uh, zero to six and the other ear is going to show from seven to 13. And we see if a little piece of the cartilage is missing, that means something happened and it could be something really great, but it could also be something uh, really terrible that happened because adrenaline happened in your body. The brain doesn't really know the difference be between like good adrenaline and bad adrenaline. It's just adrenaline. So when it's too much adrenaline, let's say, for example, you had very high fever, your body's doing lots of adrenaline to, to get healthy again. We want to look at the years of significance. So if you could get a face reader to look at your ears, you'll have all the years that you need to work with. And then you do a list and you just write down what happened here and here. And you try to see if you can see a pattern. What was the hurtful thing that happened? And usually it's going to be the same theme. The trauma often points to the th same theme, maybe two, three different themes, but it's going to be somewhat the same energy. And that's what you want to start working with in plus form. A lot of my trauma was being left out, not being seen, being pushed away, like stuff like that. So my job is to be seen, to see other people, to also, if I feel pushed away, What's going on? Okay, that's my trauma. How can I stay within me and be me, right? It's working with it in the present time also because it's going to keep, I, I don't think we're ever done with it, <laughs> but it becomes milder for each time and you see the pattern. So yeah, I only think that I would recommend to do a list and see which years and also look at, sometimes we have these loops where trauma loops. Yes. Um, so Yeah. We did that with you, right? So I remember that last time we talked, <laughs> you helped me through a big loop. <laughs> yeah. And it's like mind blowing. I'm like, sometimes I'm just like, oh my God, like this is so crazy that I could loop that stuff again and again, because it's some, when it becomes clear to you, it's like, you see the pattern and you're like, when you see the pattern, it stops because then you're conscious. Then it's not in the shadows anymore. It doesn't happen again when it's in the light. It's not in the shadows anymore. So let's say something happened when you were zero and then something happened when you were three, then you want to look at six to see, do I have a three-year-old loop? Because then your brain is wired to have something bad happen every three, three years until you start seeing it and you start seeing the pattern, then it stops. And because then you know, oh, this is just a loop. I don't need that to happen in three years again. That's a really uh, amazing thing to work with, I think. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You helped me with, when you did the loop with me, it was about something from four years ago, but the ghosting thing all over again, I'm talking about, yep. it seems like it's a recurring yep. pattern in my own DNA spiritually. But when you helped me through that loop and we worked together, I felt like you popped a bubble <laughs> that yeah. something, whoop, and the next thing you know, in reflection, I'm like, okay, wait, now I recognize that loop pattern and it makes me realize like how to move past it. And it helps yeah. me look at it and forgiving. I did a post the other day about forgiving and letting go and like mm -hmm. helping. My dad came to me in a dream 10 years after he died and kept asking me for forgiveness. And I kept holding on to it because my dad was an alcoholic and did a lot of harm to our family through life. And you know, finally, I'd made that decision to forgive him. And that same type of popping feeling went. It was like in my dream, I forgave him. And then now I love my dad and now I cherish him. And 
I have one picture of him with me, him, and my mom and my brother. And guess what age I was? Three. <laughs> Ironically. But I, I used that. all over when you yeah. say that. Yeah, because I have to bring that up to you because of the synchronicity that we're in our conversation topic. But on, on a personal journey, when you can let go, and I'll tell our audience, forgive yourself, forgive others, let go of the negativity, because it's like getting on an airplane. You're not going to want to bring 50 bags of luggage with you on a trip. You want one, you want to be efficient with what you're carrying with you. And yeah. I believe like our face reading session that we did helped me become more efficient myself and what I'm carrying with me. And that's something I have a lot of gratitude and appreciation about to tell you that I appreciate you working with me the way you did in our session, because it gave me the ability to even sharpen my own tools of trade and my own understanding of things. And I think when we gain that understanding, it, it gives us the appreciation to see what, where we still need to do more work and where we can enjoy being our inner child. <laughs> going yeah. and playing out there. I think that's powerful. I, I could tell you that we're going to have you on the show a few times because of how fast this conversation go went today, just us talking. But I need to ask you because I want to make sure we still do a few other items before we conclude our interview. Tell yeah. us about your new book coming out that is A Seasonal Journey. It's, it's your first English endeavor because I know you're over in Denmark. And what prompted you to write your book? And what's it about? And uh, if you could just tell our audience about how they can find it. Yeah, so it's a book called A Seasonal Journey. I call myself a Taoist because that's the Chinese philosophy that you believe in energy that moves you right now. So Tao moves the wind, it moves you. It's actually speaking through us. Like it's everything behind everything in between. And so I really like working with that. And so it is actually, a, it's based on Taoist knowledge. It's called A Seasonal Journey because in Chinese medicine, we have five seasons. So uh, normally we only have four, but we have the harvest season also as a season because that's when you want to harvest the gold, right? That's when you want to harvest all that stuff that you've learned. So it's a really important season. And I wanted to do a book to include the reader. So it's actually like a journal. So there's information in there, but it's also like a journal where you actually write yourself into the energy or into the book. It's going to take you on this journey where you start feeling your emotions, writing them down, writing your dreams down, whatever's going on, you're writing it down. And I write a little bit about the seasons. Every time a new season is coming up, then you have the opportunity to work with a theme. So for example, during winter, we have the water element and the organs that are linked to that element is the kidneys and the bladder. So if you have a weakness there, that's an area you want to work with. The emotion that is connected to that season is fear and courage. And the Chinese say that you don't want to only have courage and no fear, because if you only have courage, you're just going to walk in front of this on the street in front of a car and you're going to die. That's not good. If you have a little bit of fear, that's going to help you to navigate, right? If you have too much fear, you're not even going to cross the street because you're going to be so scared all the time. You're not even going to cross the street. So that doesn't work either. So what they say is you need equal amount of both. And that's when you have the balance. That's when you flow. That's when Tao comes and you just flow right through life when you have the equal amount. And so it's very, it's alchemy again, right? It's, it's having that feeling of feeling both. Usually when we feel fear, we're like, we push it away. I don't want it. Go away. What I say when I get fear is like, come on, let's go. What do you have for me? Let me feel you. Let me breathe you. What is it? I don't believe the fear, but wisdom really creates that energy that dissolves fear and where you actually can ride on the energy instead of believing it, you're riding on it because you have wisdom. So there's a lot of stuff in there that will bring the reader into that energy, into the process. So there are five seasons and they all have different aspects. And I also put in which healing emotions, if you have an emotion, what's going to heal that emotion? What's the opposite? What's going to heal it? So it has that, that kind of journey feeling where you write yourself into the book, but also you, you're on that journey. You're working with that energy and you will transform at the end of the book. You, you will come into a transformation of some sort. I wrote the book because I think it's important that we have something that follows us on the path and also just to create some, some creativity. It's a very creative book. I did it together with an artist. Her name is Amelia Helmstead. She's a designer, prize winner. She's been in Vogue. Like it's 
very artsy in that way. And she did all the drawings. And so we wanted to create this sort of this universe together where it's normal to work with your feelings, where it's not something that's bad or, oh my God, I'm in this really awful state right now. It's just like, okay, this is going on. Just like I wear blue sometimes and white some other times, this is an emotion today and tomorrow it's going to be something else. Like that it has like a natural feeling to it. And that's what we wanted to create. I'm very excited. It's going to be out on December 11th. I'm very excited. I hope it's going to be put in the hands of many people and help people to create this energy together and hopefully evolve on a collective level and not be afraid of, of the path or our feelings and all these things. I think it's just amazing that you're doing all these things. And as you were talking just now, I believe your book's going to be a huge success and I can't wait to look at it. And when it comes out, I have to say that during our whole t- talk today, the word onion keeps coming off. I know that's weird to say, but like the image of an onion where you peel back the layers. And I feel like you may have something in the future you're going to work with that spirit guides are telling me to share with you that you might have something about how to peel back your layers, work with me. There might be a, another book you do, another mm-hmm. exercise book or something where you're, you use the image of an onion on the back, on the front, but then it's all about getting deeper inside yourself and how to do the alchemy that you're talking about, that we're talking about. And uh, that's one thing I'll share with you. Secondly, <laughs> I believe the alchemy thing is huge for you. The seasonal, a seasonal journey, it just sounds so appropriate, like perfectly aligned with where you are right now. And when we were talking earlier about you, you know, time travel, you're talking about when you went, you're going to 46 and 44, I feel like 46 can be a good year for you. I'm not just saying that. Like I wrote down 46 and the first word I got was doors opening expanding and growth. Mm-hmm. So for mm-hmm. whatever you're, you're doing right now, I think you're going to be putting things in motion that opens these doors that come to fruition in the next 18 months or so. But And I'm throwing that all in there just to let you know as we're talking, because I don't want to forget. But more importantly, anything else, I think that when you are going to look back at this time of your life, you're going to have a lot of enjoyment thinking of all the things you were able to do, all the things you were able to discover about yourself, and then utilizing that to bridge the gap and help others within themselves as empaths Mm -hmm. or intuitive people, understanding and gaining knowledge. Wisdom is just, I believe, one of the most sought after things we all desire, and you're already creating your own. I have to thank you for coming on today because my audience is going to, I really believe they're going to really enjoy reading your book and learning more about face reading and everything else that you represent today. And I just think it's amazing. And how would our audience contact you? Would the website be the best way to point them to you? Social media? What would be the best way to have our audience? Yeah. You can find me on Instagram. My name is Fatima Lorene there. That's, I'm there like every day. So you can contact me there. Otherwise during my, on my website, my email is there, but I can also just, it's mail at FatimaLorene.com. So it's pretty, pretty easy. Write me an email, Instagram, Facebook is also fine, but uh, I think Instagram is probably where I'm at most. Yes. Yeah. I'd love to connect with anyone that's interested in these things because the way I see it is we're all just one, one big family. And I see it like Harry Potter school. What's your special spice? What is it you're good at? We don't have to be the same as another person. What we have to do is find where's my, what, what happened in my life? What makes me good at? exactly this thing. And finding out is so beautiful because that makes every single person unique. And that's what we want, right? We want to find that unique spice that I really, I'm really good at this. And I'm also, if someone asks me, oh, can you do a reading for me and tell me this and this? I'll say, oh, that's not, I'm not good at that, but I can send you to this person. That's really good. So I really love saying I can do this. And another person is good at something else. And I I love that kind of network of, of people that where we can just share and give each other clients also and and be proud of who we are, but also be proud of our, our sisters and brothers out there. And I just also want to say before we end up, I wanted to just say something about your nose because I forgot to say that in your face reading. And I wanted to mention that because you have a very earthy nose and that means that your job has to be playful. It has to feel like fun for you to work, right? And I was just thinking, it's amazing with your line of work. And I can see that you're having fun. And it just makes me so happy because I can see that inner child in you when you're talking and listening and all that. And it just makes me so happy because I'm just like, yes, he's on his path. His nose is saying yes. He's having fun. It's great. 
Plus, you have uh, the, your forehead. It's like very flat in the beginning here. And on the top is very rounded, which is your that's your channeling abilities when it's rounded up here because your mind is very open. So you're good at thinking out of the box. And so that makes you a really good channeler. But because it's more flat here, you're really good at putting it into structure. I just wanted to say that because I'm assuming that your listeners know you. And maybe it's also fun for them to get to know you even better in that way. Because that's just what I'm seeing is those channeling abilities and the way that you pull in from really kind of high frequent information that actually doesn't have words, you pull it into your mind and structurize it. And then it comes out of your mouth in that structured way. But actually you're pulling it down from all these different uh, places, right? And so it's beautiful for me to see that, that you're having fun with that. I love that. You're making me smile right now because I just love this conversation and I love the flow of the energy we share. And I, I really appreciate just your gifts. We call them gifts for a reason. We're, we're giving it to others. And you're giving, you've given me so much just in the short time I've known you. And I just can't wait to meet you in person someday kind of thing. You brought up a unique point last time we spoke afterwards when you said my, I'll share this on with the audience. You said that you noticed that when I was reading you, that my nose vibrated. And I wanted to ask you about that. If you could share that just as a side, because I was fascinated by that. Yeah. So the nose is a, every feature is amazing, right? I love every single feature and the beautiful thing in face reading and the type of face reading that I do is that there isn't any, because it's a special lineage that I work from, it's non-judgmental. So it's not like, oh, you should have this type of nose and that nose is not good. It's not like that. It's like, okay, this is your potential. That's your nose. That's your chin. What's the potential here? Where where are your resources and how do you use them best, right? So the nose is really interesting because the the nose shows about money. (laughs) We should do a show about money. It's such a huge topic and it's really fun to explain these things. So the nose is actually where you breathe air in. So it's going to be like energy that comes in and money is energy, right? So I could just see that it gives you energy when you do your readings, like you're getting lots of energy in, which is really good. Plus it's also money. So we like that. We like seeing that energy is moved because energy needs to be moved just like money has to be moved. That's the base and energetic of that plus that at the tip of the nose that's where we see the heart area so the tip of the nose is going to be where i see how's the heart doing is it vibrating is it healthy is it moving is it closed what's going on in there and i could just feel that your heart energy was very open which was really making me so happy because i could just see you're just on your path it's so beautiful to see the energy moving your heart is open and that's all the things that i want to see if I'm getting a reading and I'm seeing that, I'm just like, yes, please, more of that. <laughs> I love that. I wish we had more time. I really do. I, I have to thank you for coming on. I'm going to have all your information in our show notes. Fatima, you're amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me today and our audience. I, I really appreciate having you on the show and, and introducing you to our audience. I just want to tell you that. It was a huge pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I just want to thank Fatima for coming on the show today. I want to thank Brett Lockett for the introduction. I think Fatima is amazing. I I want my audience to check out her book, A Seasonal Journey. I want you to check out face reading. If anyone's intrigued with face reading, it's an ancient Chinese technique that Fatima has mastered. And I will have her information in our show notes. There's a couple of things I want to share in reflection here, guys. Fatima brought up a very unique thing that I want to hone in on. When she said, don't let pain shut you down. That's something that I've been internalizing for the last few months. For many years, I internalized pain and I felt that I would, I didn't even realize it was something that was holding me back. But ever since I've been on my healing journey the last few months, Fatima's been like the the icing on the cake for me because being able to look at your own reflection of life and what's holding you back, what traumatic experiences have you gone through, if it's a ghosting episode or if it's someone who who may have let you down that you're disappointed with in a relationship or if it's something else, whatever it is. What I'm going to tell you this is power through it. Use your own compass. And if you need the guidance, I highly recommend that you contact Fatima. Talk to her, book a session with her, get to know her. She has the tools, I believe, to really help you spiritually and to mentor you. From my perspective, for anyone struggling in during this holiday season right now, you might struggle internally. You don't need to struggle. Instead, 
Use your own wealth of love within yourself. Connect with others. Be creative. Do whatever it takes to help transform within yourself. We all have a journey. We we all have challenges and obstacles. But someone like Fatima helps us uncover our own knowledge, our own path, unveiling our own hidden things so that we can become well-versed and I believe well-tooled in order to move forward. So check this stuff out. It's going to be in the show notes. I really want to thank Fatima. I had such a great time having her on today and learning about face reading in more detail and about all these other things that we're talking about, energies and transformative experiences. Check this stuff out, guys. I'm telling you, it's truly transforming on every layer of your life. And once you get this stuff and you can master it better, the rest of your life will fall into place. I'm not saying every day is going to be perfect, but we'll be you'll be well-suited to, to meet the challenges of your future and present moment. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook, and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. Are you passionate about saving the planet for future generations? Do you want to learn how to do it? If yes, then you need to tune in to the Nature Back podcast. It's a talk show covering the changing world around us. From renewable energy, sustainable agriculture, circular economy, to ESG and social innovation. Don't miss this opportunity to discover how you can join the movement and make a difference. Subscribe to the Nature Back podcast today on your favorite platform and get ready to be amazed. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Electric acid.